Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on Dash Radio. We've moved on the Nothing But Net channel to 7 p.m. Eastern every day. So download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day at 7 p.m. I'm also on OnsideRadio.com every day at 10 a.m. That's more than just the Heat, the Dolphins, and all South Florida sports. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out for no paywall content on the Heat and all of the other South Florida teams. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including our friend Mark over at You Break Wheel Fix. You Break Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and refinishing company located in North Miami with 15 years of experience. You can fix bent or cracked wheels damaged on the streets of South Florida, fast turnaround times on most repairs, and they even offer loaner wheels while fixing or refinishing your wheels so you can keep your car on the road without interruption. If your wheels are faded or peeling, you break wheel fix offers complete refinishing back to factory standard, or you're just bored with the look of your wheels. They offer over 5,000 different finishes to customize the look of those wheels. So don't spend money on new wheels when you can just renew them at you break wheel fix. They offer a full line of custom wheels and tires for every vehicle application in-house repair and complete vehicle customization. So call you break wheel fix at 305-748-0112, 305-748-0112 or online at youbreakwheelfix.com. Also check them out on social media. I would recommend Instagram where they put up all the latest designs. It's a really cool place to go. So go to at you break wheel W H E E L fix. And here's the other thing mention five reasons sports, 15% off anything you do with them, repairs, refinishes, anything. Mention five reasons sports. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Again, we've got the full crew. I've got Alf. I've got Alex. I've got Greg. We're going to get right to it. Today's floor plan. The Heat have added two players who have been rotation players, um, been starters in the case of Avery Bradley, been a starter for a long time in the NBA. They've lost a couple of players, one of whom Jay Crowder started in the playoffs for the Heat. Derek Jones Jr. was not a starter, although he started some occasional games over the course of his Heat career. Those were the primary moves that the Heat made. We know that Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are going to be starters. I asked Goran Dragic on the call, the Zoom call he had, if he cared about whether he started, came off the bench, and he basically said it didn't matter to him whatever coach wants him to do. So let's go through it. In your view, I'll start with you, Greg. Who should be the three starters with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler this season? So I actually consider three guys penciled in, and or you could say uh, we you could write it with ink, and that is Jimmy Bam and Duncan Robinson. I I don't see any you know combination that doesn't include Duncan Robinson just from the sheer perspective of how he shoots. Um, and then this is where this gets tricky, right? Because after those three, there's so many different ways you can go. My gut feeling says in a perfect world, they would like to have Tyler Hero in the starting lineup. So that would be Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy, and Bam. And then there's a part of me that thinks they may go back to what worked in the regular season with Myers Leonard, just takes a little bit of the wear and tear off of Bam out of bio. But truthfully, like this is where this team gets fun because I feel like 
Mo Harkless is is going to be the 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 Jay Crowder replacement ultimately. So you could slide him in next to Bam in a starting lineup. I feel like Avery Avery Bradley from a point of attack perspective is an interesting option in the backcourt too. So uh, and you know we I keep going through these exercises and Kendrick Nunn like I forget about him that he could be a, an option as well. But ultimately, if I had to go one way or the other now, I'm going Hero Duncan Jimmy Bam and Myers. Alex, is Duncan a given in your view? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think about while Leif was talking there. And I want to say yes. I want to say I'm like 90% sure he's a given. You know, he they were he was such a huge uh, part of their success last year, especially in the regular season. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to put him in there, but I'm not 100% sure. So I guess I'm going to have Jimmy Bam and Duncan there. And then from there, like Leif said, it gets interesting. I think where I where I've kind of landed on it is if you do decide to go Myers, which I think is a very understandable move for all the reasons Leif said, you know, another thing that worked out well for them last season, then they should start it very badly. I think because you put Myers in there, you're gonna go back to that drop defense. And the thing about their drop defense that was such a problem with last year, like we talked about, was the point of attack. And now I think Avery Bradley is like the perfect solution for that. At least, you know, he's not a perfect player. He doesn't really bring anything else other than that. And some okay three-point shooting. He's not going to give you any type of handling or finishing, but that's what they need. And so, especially if you're going to run that drop, then I think Bradley is a must. If, if uh, let's say you want to start Mo Harkless as a Crowder replacement or even Andre Iguodala, because I think he's actually kind of just as qualified to be a four because he's stronger. I think may- maybe he's not stronger, but I, I think of Andre Iguodala as stronger than Mo Harkless. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, if you start a switchy four, then I think you could start hero or none, whoever they want to pick. Because I, I think none is more suited to be a starter if you want to optimize him for, for trade value. But on the developmental path, like I said, if you're going to go with hero, then, then I think start Harkless. If you're going to go uh, Myers Leonard, start Bradley. I think that's kind of what makes the most sense. Alf, can we eliminate the idea of Goran Dragic being a starter in the regular season? Uh, because of the injury, I think so, right? Like, I just, I don't see them wanting him to play more than 20 minutes, 25 minutes a game. I think if you're running him 20, if you're running him over 25 minutes a game in early part of the regular season, something went terribly wrong, right? Uh, Like you, you want him to get, I know he said he's fully healthy, but everyone says that. Right. So um, I, but I agree with these guys. Like I, I, I put it on Twitter. I think Myers Leonard goes back in the starting lineup um, just because of what Greg said, like, I hate calling him Greg, what Leif said. Um, going into the playoffs, like, it, it, it gave you a, a really, really healthy Bam Adebayo. And I think that's going to be even more important this year. And then I do like the Avery Bradley starting um, because it gives you kind of what we wanted with Drew Holiday. And uh, a much, you know, not – he's not Drew Holiday, but he's he solves that point of attack stuff that just drove the heat nuts last year and almost made Myers unplayable. And not all because it, not, it wasn't all Myers' fault, but he's a slow-footed big man, and you have guards like just running rampant towards the rim. And he can't do anything about it. So, I do like I to me it would be Bradley, um, Duncan, Butler, Bam, Myers. Like that's what I would like to see. And honestly, if you don't think Duncan Robinson is a starting is a starter next year, you're smoking rocks. Like he's starting. Like there's three guys that are starting next year, and it's Duncan, Butler, and Bam. Like that's it. Can I can I challenge you on uh, on the fourth? I I I don't think it makes any sense to bring Tyler Hero off the bench next year. I I, I as I said on Twitter, I would I would put 
pretty good money on the fact that Tyler is going to start. And, and I think it goes beyond just the lineup mechanics. I think it goes to two things. One, them continuing to try to push his confidence up and to give him another carrot to kind of push to, which is to be a starter. He's already kind of had his second season already. He's, I, he wasn't a rookie in the bubble. He was playing crunch time minutes in the finals. I, not all well. Okay. Once he got out of the Eastern conference finals, but I think the other thing is this, if you're looking at him either as your as a long-term sort of part of a big three for you or as the core piece that you're going to flip to get the third piece of the big three, if you can't get in a free agency, you got to showcase him as a starter. I, I think he's a starter. I think Goran comes off the bench. And I think the other reason that I would say that he's a starter is to me, if you're going to bring Dragic off the bench and Goran's not going to be 100%, I mean, again, I asked him about the injury. He says he's got to take an MRI. He'll see how it responds. But let's be serious here. I mean, he's not going to be right for the first month or two of the season. I just, I don't think so. Pairing him with Avery Bradley makes sense. It protects Dragic a little bit off the bench. And I think having Hero in as a starter with Jimmy, who he's comfortable with, gives you enough spacing with Myers, with Hero, with Robinson. And really all you've done is replace Kendrick Nunn with Tyler Hero. And and I don't and I think you're gonna get a better ball handler there, player with higher upside, and who's I, I think maybe he won't be more consistent, but again, he'll have more flashes even than Nunn does. That's the lineup to me. I mean, Alex, can, can you see a scenario where Well, no, Ethan, starts? I want to ask you a question. Do you yep. think that happens game one or uh the second half of the season because i, I agree with you mm-hmm. i think second so half of the then? season that happens but i don't agree with, i don't think it happens game one of uh you know december 22nd whatever it is i i just doubt that they give they they give tyler the reins that quickly don't you think his body's going to respond well here's the thing avery bradley didn't play in the bubble so actually avery bradley's been resting for a little while so maybe you don't have the same issue you would with him with some of the other guys but i think tyler is going to respond in a way that yeah, they're gonna have to put him on the court from game that, one. That you ju- you're going right towards where I where I was heading. I mean, this obviously transcends the X's and O's of one season when you're getting Tyler Hero in the spotlight. But you hope that he comes back and he's so good that you can't have him coming off the bench. That he is that much better of a player. He's kind of on that trajectory the way that he's been ascending you know month over month so you would expect him to come back and be that kind of player if he's a little bit stronger you know a little bit more polished he's got poise I I just feel like from a talent perspective you want to have him front and center but also he may just be so good that you can't deny him a spot in the starting lineup I think the other thing we need to get into and we'll do this after the break is is how the bench rotation looks depending on what the starting lineups, because for Spolstra, that means as much as the starters do. Sometimes we've actually seen that it means more. All right. But first you got to check out prizepicks.com because by now your fantasy team is screwed. Okay. Everybody's hurt. You know, whatever you were doing for a full year, it's not working anymore. We are seeing guys go out. They're not coming back and you may be out of the race already. So you got to check out daily fantasy. This is the daily fantasy that you want to do. It's just you versus the numbers. It's the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug has ruined your season-long team or you're a seasoned veteran in the daily fantasy space. All you're doing is they're giving you a fantasy number for, for players on various teams, and you're just going over or under, and then you're pairing them together just like you would in a parlay uh, in a bet if you were betting teams. It's a lot of fun. You can win a lot of money. They give you a chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions correct. 
Entries are so simple, they've been made in less than 60 seconds. So sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the PrizePicks app and use the code FIVE, that's F-I-V-E, to get 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That came in handy because I missed the first couple, but I got the money back. PrizePicks truly is daily fantasy simplified, so check it out. Go to prizepicks.com, just play around with it, and you'll see how many different combinations that you can come up with, pick players on different teams, pair them together. It makes those, those dull Thursday night football games a lot more interesting, and then you can get used to it for when the NBA and the NHL and MLB come back. So go to prizepicks.com and use the code 5, F-I-V-E. All right, let's get to it, because when we talk about the starting lineups, it's not just about that. It's how things play out with the bench. So let me give you mine, okay? If you're starting Leonard, Hero, and Robinson with your two stars, then that means your bench looks something like this. Dragic and Bradley in the backcourt, with none kind of as your fifth guard. It's interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and then up front, you'd have Iguodala, Olinick, and Harkless as your prime. Am I missing somebody, Greg? Is there somebody that's not going to And well, let's wait. Hey, and, K- and, K- yep. <laughs> and KZ, right? Who could crack the rotation at some point. And, and we have seen that in the past. We've seen Riley bring in, you know, quality veteran kind of role players and then the young player passes them naturally and that may happen with kz versus harkless something kind of that situation but that's how i see that bench and to me that bench gives you a little bit of everything you've got Dragic for scoring with the linux and ball handling the linux harkless gives you a versatile defender along with iguodala a little bit like what you had with iguodala and crowder um, and then obviously avery bradley you know adds to that defensively how does that rotation look to you alex uh, I mean, I feel all right about it. I think they have, like, I don't feel one way or the other of what's the right way that this should uh, set the rotation. I trust them and however they evaluate it. Again, I think it has a lot to do with what defense they want to commit to early on. I think all signs all signs point to Myers being the starter. And maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, maybe Spo just surprises us like he always does. But if Myers is a starter, I, again, I prefer Bradley. And I think that's kind of the most balanced uh two lineups because if you have Bradley and Myers starting, then you have Goron Hero off the bench with uh, Harkless and Iguodala as your wings and, and Olenek as your five. And I think that's a really nice, you know, balanced rotation there. And I think maybe this kind of, I think Precious is actually going to factor in a little bit more than KZ just because if you don't start Myers, we have seen that Spo has not been willing to play Myers and Kelly together. I, I don't remember them playing at all last season together. And so if that remains the case, then who better to fill that role <laughs> if he does decide to just say, well, if Myers isn't starting, he's going to be out of the rotation, then Precious. I think he is going to be extremely switchable, and you can play him next to Kelly. Or, if, by the way, it could be Kelly uh, playing himself out of the rotation. We never, You don't know. Regardless, I think you can play him next to any of their bigs, and I think that's kind yeah. of going to be interesting. But I, th- I do think at the end of the day, it's going to be Myers. It's going to be Myers starting, whether it's Hero or Nunn or Bradley in the backcourt. It's going to be him, and then it's going to make it a lot easier to balance out the rotation that way. Greg, these conversations make it seem more and more likely that Kendrick and Kelly are gone, right? Like that's – I mean, that that would definitely provide balance, but but this is the thing. Like, with Gorn uncertain to start, I don't think Iguodala is a regular season nine-man rotation guy all year. Like, I don't think that that's necessarily realistic. You want this kind of depth, and there's going to be guys that play for pockets of the regular season, and then you don't hear from them for a month. And this is the other thing, and I think you guys are onto something with uh, Spolstra 
trusting young players. Last year, we started the season and we had no damn idea that Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson were about to catapult themselves into the starting lineup. And that was going to have to be a tough conversation with Goran Dragic, who was making, you know, $18 million former all-star and Kendrick Nunn starting out of nowhere. So a guy like Precious, like if he, if he shows, you know, no, you're calling, you're calling KZ Akpala at the four is what you're doing right now. It could be, it could be that, but I, I feel like that's something that it's an underrated aspect of this, that maybe when we looked at the Jay Crowder replacement uh, and it could be also Mo, Mo Harkless, but these young guys, maybe they're further along than, or they've seen things that maybe we just haven't. And also, you know, and I've talked about this with Ethan before on other podcasts, the the COVID situation is not something that we need, that we should take lightly. Depth, like the, the teams that don't have depth um, this year, like you're, you're playing with fire, right? Because all you need is a little COVID outbreak in that locker room. And, you know, four or five guys could be out and – you know, you're the Milwaukee Bucks and you're talking about Bryn Forbes and all these other idiots that you guys brought up earlier that I could care less about. Like you were like, oh, they bench. Yeah, they, you you brought Pat up the Orlando Hunterton. Magic, uh Orlando Magic bench and uh whatever. Um, so like real depth is something that's important. Like that's uh I think we, we're underrating the COVID aspect of what's of of this next season. I, I really think that we're going to see teams rolling out eight, you know, eight man rosters on game night. Like it's just going to happen. Like four or five guys are going to get COVID. And what are you going to do? Gabe Vincent season. Kyle <laughs> Alexander. And what's the other guy that no, uh, Kyle Alexander is gone. Alf. He's gone. They, they oh, wait, I was the guy that started the, uh, the, the Miami heat uh, reporter Twitter beef today. Oh, um, God, they, who was, who the guy they picked up? I, I can't ever remember Greg. Who's the, uh, the the prospect they picked up the foreign guy uh so i'm gonna butcher this name too but i believe it's paul ebola and that and he's an athletic six eight four did you so say ebola it is not <laughs> ebola his last e- name is not e-b-o-u-a ebola uh, i don't know but he's a e- six eight he he is chiseled he committed to kind of come in and and fight for a two-way contract in training camp um a six eight forward super athletic from cameroon uh so we'll see well, well, we'll he, he better be worth it because he started one of the biggest Twitter yeah, he uh, beefs in heat uh, <laughs> beat reporter history. My yeah, we're God, not, we're, we're, we're not going there. I'm just can curious. we do a whole segment on that? No, we can't. We can't. Okay. If, if, if you want to do that on the YouTube channel, that's up to you. I would do it on Light Skin Opinion. You, you can do it on LSO. I'm not see if I can get Ira on. We're not doing it. I just want to see if the guy beats out swine flu in the front court. That's all. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think that... <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for H1N1. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. SARS. You think I get uh, Ira to come on LSO to clap back? Like, just like, <laughs> just like an Ira Ether segment, just like 15 <laughs> minutes of Ira just going to ham. All right. All right. We're changing the subject here. All right. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, you know what? This is a good time for a Manscaped ad. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that? The Knicks are no good? Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. 
So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on a podcast. And just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. Okay, if you don't want... <laughs> All right. Ethan's going back on five on the floor. We're gonna go a totally. I was gonna direction. do. My, I was gonna do my manscape dad with Tony Brothers. No, no, no. We, we oh. already have it. That's it. I just. Did oh, it. you want to do your band? I just the, did it. The nice one. Okay. Yeah, okay. The nice my one. bad. The nice one. All right. So, so let's let's come to a close here before this gets any worse. Uh, you mentioned the the idea of of COVID and that he's gonna have to play more players and, and clearly they're gonna be dealing with travel this year. There's gonna be a lot of things that are different than they were in the bubble where at least they. They had that, you know, they knew they were playing every other day, as Riley talked about. It was very easy to kind of figure out how you wanted to use your players than it is when they're going to be playing maybe three games in four nights, right, and traveling all over the place. It's just going to be a weird environment. So um, to that end, I do think he's going to play more players, but I also think now we have to get accustomed to the fact that whatever the regular season lineup is, it's not going to be the playoff lineup. So let's fast forward a little bit then, okay? Do you see a scenario where, where Tyler Hero is a starter during the regular season and then again, Goran Dragic, you know, in this case, it was none this past year, but it, Goran Dragic becomes a starter in the playoffs or have we seen the last of playoff Goran as a starter? I think we have. Uh, I think that, um, you know, maybe in a game seven or in like a game six on the road that you have to get for elimination purposes, you insert him because, you know, Spolster's done some of that in the past, but Dragic just coming off this injury. I feel like it's, it's actually almost like a perfect, it sets the stage to uh, keep him off of the bench and you just hope that you're maybe not faced with scenarios that force you to put him in the starting lineup. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't. I think the days of Goran Dragic as a as a playoff starter are over, just because like at some point you have to pass the torch, right? Like, you have to pass the torch to a guy like Tyler, um, and that, it's really Tyler. It, you know, I, I I don't I don't even see none on this team by the time the playoffs come around. And if they do, like, you just got to start trusting your younger guys. Like, you, you just have to you have to start moving forward. You move the needle forward. Um, Goran is a really, really good bench scorer. Like, and he, I think that's what he's going to be for the rest of his career as long as his career goes on. But if, if Tyler Hill is a part of the plan moving forward, like Tyler, I don't, I don't think Tyler is going to start game one of the regular season, but I do think second half of the season, by the time we get to the playoffs, Tyler is going to be the starter at point guard. Um, and I, I think there's going to be a positionless thing going on. I think there's going to be a lot of ball handling by Jimmy and by Bam, but I think Tyler's going to be the, the, the starter at the one. And 
if you do that, like you can't go backwards at that point. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Is there any scenario where Kendrick Nunn starts the season as a starter, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's completely out of the question. Like I said earlier, I think in this economy. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if you're trying to, it, it really does seem like they're trying to trade him. And if he's on the roster day one, that's the best way to get his trade value up because he looked very, very good as a starter, man. He got second place in rookie of the year. And even if Zion was playing, it would have been third place. Like that's pretty significant. He had a great regular season. I think he fits in re- really well. I think it's an option. They have a lot of options they can go to, which is a good thing. And I don't really think it's going to cause any problems who they pick or who they don't pick to start. But I tend to lean with Alf. Like I think um, <clears throat> once you get towards the end of the regular season, you're going to see Hero and maybe at the start of the playoffs, you're going to see Hero starting. And I think the only way that that isn't the case, I think right now we all see it as, yeah, Goran's going to be the sixth man because he's kind of like on his way down because of the injuries, even with the phenomenal playoff run he had. And Hero's on his way up because of the leap that he took. I think the only way that Goron starts again, which I think is very unlikely, is if that flips, right? Is if Goron is just kind of look very good. He looks exactly the same and Hero is struggling as a starter or even struggling off the bench, right? If he if he hits some type of sophomore slump where he doesn't look like he can be that secondary ball handler, I don't really think that's going to happen. But I think that's the only thing keeping him from, you know, taking that path that I think we all want him and expect him to be in as the starter for the long term. Greg, you were shaking your head. You don't, you don't think there's any scenario, even if he's on the roster? No, I mean, I, I'm already struggling to figure out how to get Avery Bradley in the starting lineup. Uh, obviously, the Tyler Hero thing, Goran Dragic. I feel like there's just a pecking order there. Um, you know, the the division with some of what Atlanta's done, they like loaded up with a bunch of guards. It feels like it's a guard-heavy division, so you need a lot of options, but I don't see Kendrick Nunn as a starter. But I do think if he ends up on the, on the roster day one of the regular season, that they have incentive to find a way to get him on the damn court because otherwise you're never going to be able able to increase his value as an asset Leif, you don't want kendrick nunn guarding trey young kind of no you know what i mean it's kind of <laughs> like it's not ideal <laughs> All right, so, let, so, so let's close here with our best guesses because i think I, I don't know if we've changed any minds here I, I i'm i'm telling you leonard this is my view on the most likely i and again it's it's thinking of what the bench might look like i i think it's leonard and bam Again, to protect Bam during the regular season, I have another rebounder with him. And I do believe Myers will be better than he was in the bubble. I I think what he talked about on the Zoom call about not being able to get his ankle right, he was not the same player. I mean, the player he was in the regular season was a service. He was hurt. He looked so slow. Yeah, he he was slower than usual. Yeah, Yeah, like Kelly, like it was like Kelly in the first half of the regular season. It, it was not the player that we were used to. He was Myers was hurt in playoffs. Yeah, he was a serviceable starting center in the, during the regular season. So I think it's I to me it's Leonard, it's Bam, it's Jimmy, it's Duncan, and it's Hero. I, I think that's where it starts, and then I think it's again Dragic, Dragic, Bradley, uh, Harkless, Iguodala, Olenek would be your first five off the bench, most likely at least if Kelly is here. Greg, is that where you are or you somewhere else? No, we are hundred percent aligned at this moment, but obviously this could all change with a, with a Woj bomb as we're potting right now. Right. Exactly. By the time that this post Alf, when when Kelly Olenek and Kendrick Nunn get traded for Bradley Beal, like we're going to have to re rethink our entire uh, approach to this. Right. But for right now, where are you right now? Yeah. No, actually I, 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 I'm Bradley. I think it's Bradley and Myers uh, starting. With, with with Duncan uh, with Duncan Bam and Jimmy and Alex, yeah. I think I'm still there. I think 
I'm not against what you guys are talking about. Obviously, it's not. It wouldn't be great for the defense, but I don't really think like whether you start Bradley or Hero is, is going to make a huge difference either way on your regular season. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think if they do start Hero, it would. I think it would be better for them to just go switchy and and go with Mo Harkless there or, or Iguodala. But obviously, the Iguodala thing is is going to be. I, I don't think that's realistic at all. And I, I still think Bradley just makes too much sense, especially with Myers not being really a better option there to put somebody next to Bam. But Myers being there it just makes too much sense for Bradley to be there for the for the point of attack defense on the drop. So I'm going to go with that. Bradley and Myers with Jimmy Bam and Duncan. And with that being said, uh, Spolster will start none and Harkless. <laughs> right? I don't hate that be- either. I don't hate that. I, I, Listen, I mean, I mean, it, we it, are I mean, because of this podcast, we are so ahead of Rakesi at the four. Like yeah. that's exactly or Mo what Harkless. Hit. They said he yeah, took less it. money for, for the role. So maybe it's Mo Harkless. Yeah, it could be anything. I, I don't think a lot of people again would have called Kendrick Nunn as a starter when the season started. All right, check out our sponsors, youbreakwheelfix.com. Mention five reasons for 15% off. Prizepicks.com, use the code five and you get your deposit doubled. And manscaped.com, 20% off if you use the code five RSN and you don't mention Alf. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.